Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used or just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hi, this is Richard Jacobs with Future Tech Podcast. Um, my guest today is Sabine Ali, CEO of AngelHack.com. Sabine, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Thanks so much for taking the time. I know it's, you know, we're about to hit Labor Day and it's a relaxing weekend and thanks for doing this last minute. Oh, so, absolutely. Um, thanks for having tell me. me. About, uh, yeah. So tell me about AngelHack. What, what do you guys do? Well, AngelHack is a global hackathon organizing company. Um, we are in 94 cities all over the world um, in 44 countries. And what we do is we work with a number of different um, corporate partners, nonprofits, uh, such as NFL, Capital One, IBM, and work on their innovation needs. Uh, typically, what we're doing is we're addressing their innovation needs uh, by organizing a hackathon um, sometimes we even manage accelerators for them um, and other corporate innovation initiatives. Okay. So, yeah, what's a, a typical structure of a hackathon? Um, you know, how many people come and what kind of projects do they work on? How long do they have to do it, et cetera? Yeah. Well, a typical hackathon is a weekend affair. Uh, so it is typically Saturday and Sunday overnight. Uh, it's 36 hours end to end. And uh, what happens is people will either come in as a team or they'll come in by themselves and they'll pair up with other folks that have um, complementary skill sets. And depending on the hackathon and the theme of the hackathon, you know, they'll work on various projects or work with new technology. Uh, so, for instance, if we're working with our uh, you know, friends over at NFL, um, they would potentially provide us with some data from, you know, the teams and the players and uh, our, our developer community will use this data and, you know, use all the other great tools with our partners like AWS and HPE and, you know, formulate it in a way that gives NFL a ton of great insight into um, how to make changes, how to innovate uh, their game um, and how to innovate with the players, et cetera. Uh, so that's basically how it works. And, you know, the projects are anywhere from drone uh, burrito copters uh, uh, to yeah. cashless um, carts for, you know, grocery stores, which is uh, something we're now seeing piloted by Amazon. Okay. So, all right. So the hackathons range uh, from a whole different, you know, whole set of subjects. What are you seeing the most interest is now? Uh, like, 
But how do these hackathons start? Do they start with a sponsor that says, you know, hey, we'd like to see something in this arena? Or do they mm-hmm. start from your guys' premise? Like, how do they how do they get going? Yeah, a little bit of both. So, you know, what we do every year is a hackathon series from our nonprofit. So back in 2013, we started Code for a Cause, uh, which is a nonprofit of uh, Angel Hack. And we organize a social good hackathon series um, every year around a topic that we deem to be uh, relevant and important and, you know, that we could help with technology. So that's one way of going about doing it. Then other times uh, corporations will come to us and say, you know, there's either this industry, uh, let's say blockchain, um, or this particular technology, uh, you know, some sort of API that we need innovation around. And that's really the impetus of, uh, of these hackathons. Okay, very good. And people program for 36 hours straight, or do they sleep or take breaks, or how does the flow go? Yeah, I mean, they definitely don't take breaks. Uh, I'm sorry, they definitely don't sleep, but they definitely do take breaks. Uh, and, you know, Angel Hack Hackathons are notorious for being um, really fun, lively, um, excellent, excellent catered food. And so we're trying to break the uh, the coding with, you know, opportunities to network and really, you know, have fun with the other attendees. Uh, we've noticed that the more team building we do with our attendees, the better the prototypes are and, you know, the, 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 the funner our community has. And you know, our community is really the backbone of what it is that we do. Um, so, you know, I would say that the beginning portion of the 36 hours is uh, spent on learning the tech or learning the industry, you know, doing doing research, creating wireframes. And then, you know, the, the second portion is around actually building it. And then, you know, at some point in time, all of the tech breaks, uh, usually around 2 or 3 a.m. in the morning. And, then, you know, then the hackers go through the process of troubleshooting, et cetera. By uh, about noon the next day on Sunday, uh, they should be in a place where they're now getting ready to pitch and create their deck that will explain what it is that they created. And do they they pitch right there at the very end of it? They do, yeah. And uh, we have a panel of judges uh, that come out based upon the theme. There'll be industry experts. There'll be bloggers that are writing about that particular theme. Uh, you know, successful entrepreneurs that have worked in that theme uh, and investors that'll critique each one of the hacks and give them feedback and then also pick the winners. What kind of prizes are given out? Are they large, small, or is it just the chance to get funding from a company? It really varies. You know, we did the Hasbro Hackathon and they gave away a lot of uh, toys and board games. Um, I think the first prize was uh, some cash value of, I don't know, 2500 5000 and um, an equal amount in Hasbro products. Um, mm. And then we have other partners that get, give away $20,000 checks, um, and it's everything oh, wow. in between. Yeah. Um, what we do uh, as an organization is consult with our clients and advise them to provide some sort of experiential prize. Uh, we notice that that really motivates uh, our attendees quite a bit, much more than just cash out the door. And we really want to give an experience and ultimately um, make sure that the technology that's being created has an opportunity to be embedded in the organizations that are hosting, co-hosting these hackathons with us. What does that mean, an experiential prize? Like, what, what are, What's the best thing to give um, the winners? It sounds like, yeah, if you gave them a little bit of money, that's okay. 
<clears throat> but the opportunity to get funded or take their project and make it a real business seems like the most exciting thing. Yeah, exactly. So that's really what the experiential prize is, is that, you know, after the event, they'll get some sort of stipend to uh, work on their technology, and then they'll get a paid trip out to, you know, the headquarters of that particular company to pitch in front of, uh, you know, either the innovation board or the C-suite. And then those individuals will give feedback. And ultimately, you know, the goal is to get funding from the company to move it further uh, as an independent startup or within the organization itself. Okay, that makes sense. And so what are the, some of the things you've seen that are done right versus done wrong? What makes a good hackathon versus a lame one? Well, you know, I'll tell you what Angel Hack practices and, uh, you know, and then we can kind of infer uh, maybe what are some of the the lame ones or not the best practices. Um, one really important thing is to make sure that, you know, you have a code of conduct and that you're quite inclusive of your hackathon um, at your hackathon. Uh, Angel Hack is a female-owned and majority female team. So, you know, that's something that kind of just comes inherent to us. And that's why we are the most diverse hacker community out there. Um, You know, really being welcoming of all of your attendees and making sure that you're going through some extra planning and some extra effort to make sure that it's an inclusive and safe environment for everyone. Uh, And then, you know, making sure that there's uh, really great food, really great lighting. The setting is a comfortable setting for everybody. These are all, you know, kind of event planning basics. Um, You know, some of the extra things that we do, cherries on top is always, you know, a fun uh, midnight snack. Uh, We'll never serve pizza as a meal. Uh, Rather, you know, sometimes we will serve it as a midnight snack in case people want to munch on it or, you know, some other exciting things. Um, We always have a a pretty fun and uh, hip and upbeat playlist, you know, for us um, playing really great music throughout the hackathon spirit experience is really important as well. Um, Some of the other best practices are making sure that there's tons of mentors uh, 24-7, giving hackers the opportunity to learn and to grow their skills, but also to get feedback. Um, The list kind of goes on and on, but uh, ultimately for us, it's making sure that, you know, our attendees come first and whatever their needs are, are a priority, um, much much more than our clients, et cetera. Okay, gotcha. So you don't throw them in a dungeon and make it work for 36 hours straight with crap food and that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Um, it wouldn't It wouldn't fly, no. Okay. What? Um, how many have you guys put on? And how well, many we countries? do, uh, well, we're in, uh, I believe, uh, what was it that I said? Uh, 44 countries, uh, 94 cities. We do over 100 hackathons every single year. Um, this year, I think we're already clocking uh, 75, and uh, we still have a good portion in our pipeline. Um, so yeah, you know, there's there's definitely a huge hackathon craze out there. What are some of the uh the things you learned from doing so many? Maybe that regular people wouldn't know. Any surprises or you know, interesting or strange things you've learned? Well, I mean, you know, one of the things is what I mentioned about the prizes of, you know, cash is not king when it comes to these type of experiences. Um, We want to make sure that people feel integrated within the process and that, you know, they're spending an entire weekend with us working for all intents and purposes. We try to make that experience as fun and, and inclusive as possible. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, 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 we do recognize the fact that people are spending a lot of time with us and this is time that they could be spending with their families or, you know, on their hobbies. 
and so, you know, that's one aspect to always think about it in the planning process. And then another thing I've noticed is, you know, I've, uh, like I said, you know, we do hundreds of these every single year. I've never gone mm-hmm. to a demo um, where I wasn't impressed, if not, you know, dazzled by uh, a handful of projects. I always tell my team that's really where the magic is. And if we ever want to, you know, impress a client uh, that's thinking about doing a hackathon, bring them to the demos. Um, I've seen thousands of pitches and demos and prototypes at this stage. And I, you know, again, there's always one, if not more at a hackathon that just makes me, uh, just makes me wonder about all of the great possibilities that are out there. What are the, uh, the sponsors like to see, you know, what, uh, makes it really exciting for them? Well, I think it differs, right? So sponsors will get involved for a variety of different reasons. Uh, It could be for recruiting purposes, innovation purposes. Maybe they just want to brand themselves and be included within, you know, the most innovative industry with developers. So it really depends on what their motivation is. But I think at the end of the day, no one can deny a really good uh, prototype and a good pitch. You know, when we see amazing technology, um, you know, especially, you know, if it's a if it's a hackathon in the heart of Silicon Valley, you know, people are constantly pushing the envelope here. And it's really exciting to see, you know, the the, the uh, reference that I made of the drone uh, delivering burritos that actually happened at one of our events. And that event was mm. four years ago. And if you think about it, you know, the drone technology four years ago is was nowhere close to where it is now. And still that yeah. concept of somebody being able to, uh, you know, figure all of that out and, uh, you know, deliver something from point A to point B with a drone four years ago in the heart of Silicon Valley was quite progressive. And we see things like that on a regular basis. And I think that that's the thing that we all appreciate the most. Yeah. What about the materials for the hackathon? If it's, you know, software, computers, where do, who provides them? If it's drones, who provides the drones or the building kits? Yeah, more often than not, if it's a very if it's a technology specific hackathon, then our clients are bringing in, uh, you know, the the hardware or they're providing the software that's necessary. Um, if we're hosting a hardware hackathon, then we'll bring in, you know, some of the typical hardware material that's required. Uh, but if a hacker has a specific hack that they want to do. You know, if they want, if they want, if they know that they're going to build something with a drone, or if they know that they're going to build something with a, a VR uh, case or something along those lines, then we'll go ahead. They'll go ahead and bring that with them. Or what we'll do is we'll provide a stipend. Um, so what what hackers can do is, you know, tell us what they need, what their idea is, and you know, along with our clients, we'll approve the stipend uh, for them to go out and purchase that and bring it to the event. Is it difficult to get sponsors for these hackathons? Like, you know, ha- What's your process? Do you find the sponsor first or do you do the concept first? Um, so, yeah, I mean, again, it, it varies. Uh, sometimes clients are coming to us. Sometimes we have the concept. So it really does vary. Uh, I think that Angel Hack being the leaders in the industry, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, partners do come to us um, knowing that we're going to take really good care of them and we have the community that can address, you know, some of their uh, innovation challenges. Um, but yeah, oftentimes uh, I would say it's 50, 50, you know, where we have a really nice balance between outward and, uh, inbound leads. And the, the people that participate in the hackathons, are they almost always students? So do you ever get people from, from industry or are they, you know, 
What's the demographics, psychographics? Uh, what kind of people do you get? Yeah, again, it differs depending on, you know, what type of hackathon we're organizing and what are the needs of that hackathon. Um, if it's a newer technology uh, that, you know, our, our clients just want uh, to get into as many hands as possible, they want, you know, budding technologists to learn their tech and adopt it, then more often than not, then we're looking at the student population. If it's a technology that's a little bit more complex and there's a niche group um, then most likely, you know, it's probably an older, more professional group of uh, developers that we are recruiting for the event. Um, our typical demographic is um, mostly ex- a junior to senior level programmers that are in their uh, late 20s. Hmm. Okay. And then how did you get into this? What's, what's your background and uh, what, what caused you to get into this industry? It's like an interesting, unique and new one. Yeah, I mean, well, what's really interesting is I have a quite a broad, broad uh, professional uh, background. Um, before Angel Hack, I had my own team building startup where I would work with a lot of the same corporations, Google and IBM and BlackBerry and Cisco, um, and work with them on organizational development training. That's team building. Um, oftentimes, I would work with you know, Amazon and groups at Nokia that were coming up with the next latest and greatest phones or technology and, you know, working on group dynamics and team dynamics with them to make sure that they had all the all the interpersonal um, and emotional intelligence skills required to be able to, you know, innovate at that level. And so taking that experience um, and then my, you know, I also have an event planning background and putting these two worlds together, it was really, you know, very, very clear um, what I could do as far as making an impact in the hackathon industry. Um, team building between developers, people who can code, and people who have business ideas was really the original premise of uh, of AngelHack. Okay. And what's on your guys' roadmap for the next year? Any new innovations or where are you hacking your way towards now? Yeah. I mean, you know, what's really exciting is that we're seeing a lot of uh, social good innovation. We're seeing a lot of governments and nonprofit groups, um, you know, foundations like UN and, and World Bank starting to look at technology for social good purposes. So we're spending a lot of, of, of our time consulting with these groups and organizing hackathons for them. Um, and that's been a really big trend for us. Um, also, as I mentioned, you know, blockchain is a really big trend amongst our corporate partners. So we have a number of blockchain hackathons coming up. Um, and, you know, we're also building out our uh, accelerator um, and coming up with additional ways for uh, corporates to connect with our uh, developer community all over the world. Any other uh, big events coming or any hackathons you're having that are, you think are going to be a, a level above most of the ones you have? Any super big projects? Yeah, well, we have our annual uh, Money 2020 Hackathon coming up. It's our largest hackathon every year, um, actually. <laughs> and uh, that'll be in Las Vegas. And that the theme for that is fintech. Um, currently, we have a uh, virtual hackathon for IBM going on um, around mainframe. Uh, and it's called Unchain the Frame. Um, and uh, we have some exciting things coming up later on in the year um, that'll be around social good. Okay, well, very good. So how can people um, find out about participating and uh, sponsoring and, and all that? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, pretty simple. You can go to angelhack.com or you can email info at angelhack.com. 
And um, we have all the information that you would need to uh, either sign up for an event or send us uh, your information so we can get in touch and get you connected with uh, our hackathon planners. Oh, great. Well, Sabine, thank you so much. This is really cool. And uh, I love innovation. So I'm glad that you guys are fostering it all over the place. That's really great. Yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting place to be. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.